the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are broadcasting from San Bernardino, California at the AM590 studios. That's about 60 miles east of L.A. And as we describe it, you're almost back in America. Almost. Not quite. Almost. Anyways, my name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined in studio by Don Dix. It's great to be with you. Speaking of being back in America, the folks in Lake Arrowhead, we're drinking Arrowhead water right now, and it just reminded me, I spoke to the Republican women's group of uh, Lake Arrowhead uh, this week, and they really cherish their Americana up there because it it is an area where the left has yet to uh, inflict it's collateral cultural damage. Most of the people that live there are diehard conservatives, and they love being in that environment. They're freedom-loving Americans. They are America-loving Americans. Right. And come down the mountain and drive in any direction, and sooner or later you'll hit on an area that clearly doesn't love being in America. No. And... Should any of you be thinking, you know, I don't like how things are going in California, the homelessness, the rising crime, the high taxes, the lousy schools, the horrible lousy roads, roads. <laughs> and so on. It's and almost so on. like a song. We could recite right. high this High energy off. prices. You know, you've been oh, watching. T- regulation. Regulation. Overregulated. Right. So if, if, if any of you are thinking that. Sex ed in the schools. Yeah, triple sex. Triple, Triple X, X sex ed in the schools. If any of you are in any way unhappy with the state of California, the state of the state of California, it's because you're watching too much Tucker Carlson. And <gasps> the, uh, yes, we are. And, and uh, uh, Gavin Newsom explained that to the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce in a recent speech. Well, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, spoke the other day to the California Chamber of Commerce. It was yesterday, in fact. And in his speech, Newsom admitted that business leaders in California are distressed. Some of them are angry. Some of them are fleeing the state entirely and not coming back. Newsom admitted that's happening, and then he said he knows why it's happening. This program is doing it. Watch. And I, and I, I get why so many of you, you know, often seems in despair about this state. You know, I watch Fox News as well. <laughs> Poor Tucker Carlson. Newsom then proceeded to tell the business leaders that actually things are great in California. Don't listen to Tucker Carlson tonight and you'll feel much better. Now, we'd like to think that we have enough power to convince people of things that aren't true, to work our voodoo. But we're not capable of doing that. What we've done instead is just show people what's happening in the largest state in the union, in California. And every day we do that. And every day the message is the same. Homeless encampments in downtown Los Angeles, San Francisco, Filthy, prettiest 
city in the continent, continental United States, destroyed. Sacramento, across the state, same story. Piles of needles, mounds of garbage and human waste. It's ridiculous. And then the absurd laws, bans on plastic straws or preventing authorities from reporting illegal immigrants to ICE. How does that help anybody? It doesn't help a single American citizen. And then the sky-high taxes and housing costs that make the place unlivable for the middle class. You don't have to take our word for it because we've had video and statistical evidence for everything we say, obviously. But let's be serious. Nobody in California needed us to tell them their state is in free fall. They see it every day themselves. The question is, does the governor care? doesn't appear to. Who are you going to believe? Governor Newsom or your, or your lying eyes? I was just going to say, the left seems to have a love-hate relationship with the truth. They love the lie. They hate the truth. And it is no better demonstrated than when Gavin Newsom went down to the border Remember when there was a manufactured crisis at the border that Donald Trump had manufactured a crisis at the border and Gavin Newsom needed to prove Donald Trump wrong. So he goes down to the San Ysidro uh, area of the border right there in the San Diego sector, stands in front of a fence that's been there since 1992 and said, what crisis? There is no crisis at the border. It's peaceful here. No one's crossing. Well, you're right, Governor Newsom. No one has crossed there since, well, actually, people do try to break through. We've had uh, band, roving bands of migrants throwing rocks and uh, debris at border agents as they tried to scale the fence. But by and large, it is that fence that enabled the community to turn dirt that was once the area of uh, lawlessness because we had 500,000 people crossing the border a month <clears throat> along with drugs. And they put a fence up in 1992 and the border crossings went from 550,000 a year down to roughly 70,000. And that was in the area that they didn't have a fence. Mm-hmm. California has the highest state income tax rate and the second highest rate and the third highest rate and the fifth highest rate and the eighth highest rate. California has the highest state sales tax in the nation at 7.25% plus many local jurisdictions add on to that. Has the eighth has the seventh highest corporate tax rate, has the highest gas pump taxes, gas taxes counting cap and trade. Has the, not even counting cap and trade. You can take cap and trade out and we would have the highest gas taxes. Has Sorry. the 14th highest per capita property taxes. It has the highest development impact fees, 90% higher than the next worst state at $31,000. Has the highest cap and, tax, cap and trade tax. It's going to get a lot worse after 2020 with the when that's going to be increased up to 73 cents per gallon. Has the second worst business climate in the state, in the in the entire country. It's ranked worst in judicial climate for business. Has the second highest state workers' compensation tax rate. It has the, uh, it's worse than all but 11 states in unemployment. It's uh, teachers are the second highest paid in the nation, but the students rank 46th in math and 42nd in reading has the highest state prisoner cost at $75,000 per, per per prisoner, over triple the average of the 18th least costly states. I can go on and on here. 
in terms of in terms of electrical rates. You haven't even touched on the fact that we have more poor. 12% more, of the population, 43% of the welfare recipients. Exactly right. Has, is, has the 50th worst for people's debt to income ratio. 49th worst for the percentage of home ownership. Has the second highest, uh, second lowest bond rating of any state. Only because Illinois is even worse. Which ha- is suffering from the same catastrophic financial uh, tsunami of pension debt. That's why Illinois is so bad. It's pension debt has the highest cost of living adjusted poverty rate in the entire country. How about illegal immigrants? Median home prices are 2.4 times more than the national median, has the second highest annual cost for owning a car. If the residential electric costs average 51% more for residential than the rest of the country, 64% for commercial and industrial, 105% more. And so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. But if, if you believe any of these facts, it's only because you're being deluded by Tucker Carlson. And let's not forget the outright war that the Gavin Newsom administration is waging against the Trump administration. Uh, Trump, The Trump administration is clawing back a billion-dollar grant. Obama gave the state of California $3 billion towards the high-speed train. And given the fact that the state of California is no longer living up to the contractual obligations of that, uh, that $1 billion is being clawed back. Newsom is suing against that. Um, Newsom is suing the uh, state, the uh, federal government over um, about a dozen, I think it's a dozen, maybe even two dozen different uh, areas. Um, And then he decides after... uh, Corporal Singh, who was gunned down by an illegal immigrant on Christmas night morning, the morning after 1 a.m., he decides that pesky little death penalty, well, we're just going to put a moratorium on it because I can't tolerate people being executed under my watch. Just not going to happen. I'm not going to uphold the law, which, which, by the way, the voters just recently approved and reapproved the death penalty in California. Yep. But you know, never mind never mind what those pesky voters think. Well, it boils down to this. Ignoring the law is becoming a winning strategy for Governor Newsom, apparently, because he actually has the courts on his side. He judge shops, and it's very easy for him to wage this lawfare against the Trump administration, against the citizens of the state, and when, because they go to the judges that will uh, legislate from the bench. Right. You have these liberal Obama judges in California that, um, oh, take every opportunity they can to rule against uh, Donald Trump and for open borders in, in particular. Let's take a break here. Then we're going to come back and we're going to have a specific and microcosm example of what's happening in California. And you might not want, you might want to stay out of police stations in Los Angeles. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, There are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. 
just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. The answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of the private citizens. And within our listening circle, private citizens in California, we are very special citizens of America here in California because we are standing to fight the fight that needs to be fought in order to preserve America. Because, Greg, if we don't stop it here, it goes to every other state where Californians have fleed to. Well, that's, I mean, we're, we're digressing from we're going to get to this video, uh, this audio clip uh, about the, the what's happening in California microcosm. But there's very I've seen very, very little data on the people that are leaving California how they're voting in the states that they're going to, and who's leaving and what their political preferences are. I've seen some, some little, uh, what I've seen, the very little bit I have seen is contradictory as to whether they're voting more Republican or less Republican, more conservative or less conservative than the people in the, in the states that they're going to. But I, I, you can see this, and then sort, sort of the assumption is that people are going to leave, leave the problems caused by Democrat policies and then go vote for Democrats in their new state. So are you saying that they could be Democrats that are fed up that are leaving also? Well, I think there are people that are leaving for economic reasons. They can't get a house. They, they get a, there's more economic opportunity in a different state. Uh, so there's th- those people. So, so people, you have these younger people that maybe want to have a house at some point in their life, have a job, uh, and, but they, they come out, they're, they're indoctrinated already versus people like ourselves. And we know many people in our circles that have left and are thinking about living and who are not, who they're, they're not going to be ones that are going to vote for Democrats in their new state. So that's, so it's, Interesting, and there's I've seen very very little data on how California specifically or Democrat-controlled states emigrates to other states are voting in their new states. Have they learned a lesson? Are they more conservative people that are leaving, or are they just moving for economic opportunity and they're going to repeat the same mistakes that they made in their original states by voting for Democrats that are going to repeat the same policies in their new states? Mm-hmm. But let's let's go, let's go let's go where we actually intended to go and where we teased before the last uh, for the last commercial break is we talked about California in the macro and whether things are good or bad and Gavin Newsom says if you think they're bad it's only because you're deluded by Tucker Carlson. Here's a specific example of what's happening in California. Critters reportedly found inside an LAPD station and it's making people sick. 
Kikaline Sarah Donchi is live in downtown right now outside police headquarters with this developing story tonight. Sarah? One downtown city building has this very problem. Rodents capable of carrying diseases have apparently infested this LAPD downtown station, and it seems like employees are paying the price. LAPD's central division is in the heart of Skid Row in downtown L.A. And tonight, it appears the latest troubles are coming from inside the building. LAPD says an employee there contracted salmonella typhi, which typically comes from infected food or water. A second employee is showing typhus-like symptoms. KCAL 9 has obtained an OSHA report citing LAPD for an unclean work area, among other things. It says in part, quote, the presence of rats, rodents, fleas, roaches, flies, gnats, mosquitoes, and grasshoppers was detected at the LAPD Central Community Police Station. This isn't the first time rats like these infested a city building. Earlier this year, a city attorney contracted typhus at L.A. City Hall. We also just got a statement into our newsroom from the L.A. Police Protective League, and I want to read some of it to you. It says, officers worry enough about being shot or injured policing the streets of Los Angeles. They shouldn't also have to worry about being infected with diseases they can take home to their families simply by showing up to work. That very strongly worded statement also called for the immediate cleanup of these buildings. They are concerned about a massive outbreak. Reporting live from downtown Los Angeles, Sarah Donchi, KCAL 9 News. So we're hearing about LAPD officers being diagnosed with a suspected case of typhus and something called, I've never heard of this, Salmonella typhi. I never heard of that before. I mean, that's a that's a particular kind of salmonella. I, I thought salmonella was, uh, was, a, was a food poisoning. Oh, it is, and and but the, there's many. Obviously, there's many, many, many kinds of bacteria, and we see that that uh, there's already a, another employee that has typhus-like symptoms. But the larger, see, the point here is that you know, ten years ago, I mean, twenty years ago, city buildings were not infested with rats and rodents and disease, and it's, it's emblematic of the decline. Of this, this going on in California under the Democrat Party. These are all things that, and areas that are controlled by the Democrat Party. So when you when you have vast encampments on the streets of people where the where the streets are open sewers, what do you think is going to happen? You get you get the rats, you get the insects, you get the disease. Typhus was a, it's a disease that's common and more control common in the third world, but have been vanquished. In well, the United States and, and, in, and, and in other advanced countries. And it's making a comeback. And to your point, KTLA is reporting that a person with typhoid fever who is being treated for this life-threatening disease caused by the bacteria called Salmonella typhi uh, in a police department press release. This illness, they say, is not common with only three hundred, about 350 people in the U.S. diagnosed with typhoid fever each year. And it is usually people who contract it after traveling abroad to places like India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. So with 350 cases a year, most of which it originates because of foreign travel, to have it begin to infect uh, police. And, and like they said in, the, in that report, you know, cops have to deal with a whole variety of different uh you know threats it sh- they they shouldn't have to deal with one that's manufactured 
by policies of the left. And that's exactly what this is. This is a manu- You want to talk about manufactured crises? Crises? This is a manufactured crisis. How many other buildings are infested with rats and insects and disease in Los Angeles? Uh, Dr. Drew, who was used to have, had, a, had a TV show until he suggested in the, during the 2016 election that maybe there was something to Hillary's health problems, his show was immediately terminated, says that there could be a very serious disease problem during the, this summer in Los Angeles. Same problems that you have these people living on the streets yet with rats and insects and disease. And then you add the high temperature to that. And it says there could be a major, major health problem and disease outbreak in Los Angeles. Summer's coming. Yeah, and it's not just Los Angeles. It's uh, every major city and even minor cities in, in California and around, and increasingly across the country. There was a documentary, an hour-long documentary, uh, produced by KRON up in San, uh, Como, rather, uh, up in Seattle, called Seattle is Dying. And it documents for a full hour. All of the problems that are connected directly to the city's policies regarding homelessness. I went to uh, Santa Barbara back, I want to say, in like 2012, 2013 to give a talk to a conservative group there, a Tea Party group uh, in Santa Barbara. And in the audience, uh, there was someone who was recognized and identified as a member of the city council. I was shocked that a member of the Santa Barbara City Council would be at this particular talk because it was a national security briefing on the threat of political and radical Islam. Turns out that person was a conservative and they were voted into office along with two other conservatives because the policies of the liberals in Santa Barbara had created such a homeless problem that the people, the liberals of Santa Barbara were no longer willing to put up with it and voted out the liberals that had created the problem and voted for conservatives who said they will address it. They voted them in. They got rid of the problem. Then they voted them out. And guess what? If you drive into downtown Santa Barbara today, you will see a a, a huge number of homeless people. It's back because they brought it back. There are policies of tolerance for this and not addressing the root causes of the issue. Dr. Ben Carson said that a truly moral nation enacts policies that encourage personal responsibility and discourage self-destructive behavior by not subsidizing people who live irresponsibly and make poor choices. And that's what you, you liberals profess uh, uh, compassion for the in, the individual homeless person, the individual illegal alien. Now, whether that's genuine compassion or whether it just serves their political interests, we'll defer that discussion. But they neglect to consider the effect of their policies in in, in macro on people when you encourage irresponsible behavior and poor choices. Exactly right. And that encouragement boiled over. I posted this to my Facebook page because we've been talking a lot about schools, the sex ed curriculum. Uh, We can talk about crime in your list. One of the things we didn't talk about was the rise in crime due to Prop 47, 57 and AB 109. There was a school in Santa Barbara. uh, I'm sorry, in Stockton, that a high school. Uh, that was featuring one of their students who's 18 years old that's become a porn actress. They wanted to do a feature piece on her. 
for the high school newspaper. The high school newspaper, the the high school administrator said uh, no. There was a revolt. A month later, cops were called, a separate incident, separate topic. Cops were called in in order to uh, arrest a student that was fighting with a teacher. There was a riot and 80 people attacked the cop and threw trash cans at him for trying to arrest somebody that was beating up a school official. All symptoms of the decline of culture and standards, thanks to the left and the Democrat Party. But then I repeat myself. I think we'll be able to find something else to talk about when we return from the break, Greg. Do you think? I think so. We'll be back after a break to the United Inland Empire Radio Show here on AM590, The Answer. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the radio show for the most important political office. Folks, they're coming, and many of them have arrived. The folks down in Marietta that turned buses away years ago under that relocation program that uh, President Obama was inflicting, many people thought, on specifically into conservative communities is happening again. Uh, The folks down in Marietta are on watch for a round robin of illegal aliens that are being bussed into the Border Patrol uh, station in Marietta that, by the way, is not capable of handling people uh, for this purpose. Um, Apparently, 200 to 300 people are being bussed in every two to three days into Marietta or more frequently folks there are on the watch for people that are coming in and then following them when they leave to see where they're being unloaded and Greg this is happening all across the country what the latest development though that is interesting is the State Department has been providing tourist visas to elderly Mexicans through a program called Palomas Mensajeras meaning messenger pigeons, so they can visit their family members who are in the United States illegally. Of course, and is there any, there's no tracking to see that these people leave to visit the, the, the supposed tourists. Many have gone years without seeing one another because of the illegal aliens who are currently residing in the United States fear they will not be able to get back in if they leave. They lack the necessary travel documents, of course, to be able to travel across the southern border. along Although the State Department has not fully endorsed the program, government officials in Mexico are working with the department to secure three-week-long visas for those wanting to visit family members in the United States. 
Now, it occurs to me that one of the big problems that we have in this state, our visa in this country, are visa overstays. Yes, about actually about forty percent of the illegal aliens in the country are visa overstays. Yep. And by the way, so were a number of the nine eleven hijackers, visa overstays. Back in nineteen ninety six, the Congress ordered the whatever the predecessor agency to the Department of Homeland Security was to develop an, an effective entry exit tracking system for people that come into the country. And it still has not been done. And yeah, no, it hasn't been done. We've had uh, um, Michael Cutler on, who was a former uh, Border Patrol, actually he worked for the INS. Um, he left before the Department of Homeland Security was was formed. Um, but he his, and he's testified in front of Congress on this issue. He says this is one of the most um, underregulated, underreported issues in our immigration issue are these people who come in um and you know don't go and don't go home and yet we're now creating another scenario you think that these folks that come in that all of them are going to return within their three weeks of course not because there's no there's no consequence for them to return there's no way to make them return there's no way to track them no one comes hey your your visa is over Your, your visa is over you need to be out of here so of course they're not. Of course, many of them are not going. Now some of them will, but many of them will not. And they may have health problems if, they, if you know, particularly let's suppose the the parents or grandparents of the illegal aliens come over here. Probably many of them have health problems that will now expect the American taxpayers to pay for. I was just going to say migrants are arriving with fevers and rashes in San Bernardino, and this problem isn't just isolated to isn't just happening down in Marietta. Uh there are busloads being dropped off in San Bernardino City as well that people are tracking. So you see this whole across the the Department of Homeland Security is flying illegal aliens to places around the country, transporting them there. The entire government is out of control. It's full of the the, the bureaucracy is almost entirely democrat apparatchiks who, of course, want to serve the interests of the Democrat Party in open borders and unlimited immigration. And Donald Trump is not taking effective control of the government. This program needs to be stopped. And this is one that can be stopped easily. There are, you, there are this program that you just mentioned. It gets stopped. Where is his, where, where is his Secretary of State? Shouldn't even, the president shouldn't even have to get involved in that level. The secretary of state or his subordinates should have already stopped this program or never let it get started in the first place. As I said, why are they flying illegal aliens around the country for them? If you have have to, by court decision, release them, release them, and it's up to them to figure out how they're going to transport themselves. Why Why is the American taxpayer paying for this? So Donald Trump has needs needs to take control of this, and there are we've talked in the past. There are things, there are more things that could be done to stop what's going on at the border and and, and stop that immigration deluge. But that but that but it is not being done, and I don't understand why it's not being done. Chris Kobach, the former Secretary of State of of Kansas, he wrote the Arizona law regarding illegal regarding illegal immigration has a whole list of proposals of things that could be done under existing law to stem this problem and there's not being it is not being done 
You mentioned Chris Kobach. He has been in the news last weekend over Memorial Day weekend. Apparently, a group that Chris Kobach and the former advisor to Donald Trump's campaign and his White House, Steve Bannon, uh, apparently st- teamed up with Brian Colfage, the uh, fellow that raised $22 million on GoFundMe in order to build a wall. And they built a one-mile section of wall somewhere in the El Paso sector between two 21-mile sections where this the federal government said uh, the conditions were so, so dire, a wall could not be built. Well, they built one, and apparently this area of the... Uh, border is one of the most uh, highly drug trafficked in the in the country and the uh, city that on that's that's near to this actually uh, has now threatened to shut down the completion of that because they didn't obtain the proper permitting apparently they applied for permitting they built this wall in secret on private land and now the city is saying hey you can't build a wall any higher than six feet on private land and we are going to shut down this building and they may even want to come in now imagine the public relations nightmare that this city is going to have when they actually try to enforce this uh, uh, cease and desist order on building the wall what a public relations nightmare that's going to be for them because they're shutting down a wall that has been proven to be effective to stop people coming across the border in an area where it's one of the highest drug trafficking areas along the border. But yet uh, the big part, the big reason why I bring that up is, is that the government said it couldn't be built there. And here you've got the same group out of North Dakota that Donald Trump has been promoting to be a contractor to build the wall. They came in and built that wall over Memorial Day weekend in three days. Right. And which, as we talked last week, essentially no new wall has been built on the southern border. Now, Trump has made some efforts, and I think his heart is in the right place on immigration. But it just hasn't been hasn't been effective. I understand you have liberal judges that uh, have used our terrible immigration laws to man in essence mandate the open border. But there are things you can do, and if nothing else, you're going to have to leverage Mexico. It's unfortunate that we would have to rely on another country to enforce our immigration laws and secure our border. But you may, I think, you have no other choice here. And what the president needs to do is start with a private conversation with the president of Mexico and says, you're going to you're going to stop this immigration deluge coming through our country. If you don't, here is what's going to happen. I will sever all banking connections between your banks and U.S. banks. There will be the border will be closed to all legal traffic goods and people. There'll be no airline connections between our countries. The cruise ship traffic will will stop. There will be no importation of any Mexican goods. And in essence, I am going to collapse your economy because there'll be no transfers. There'll be no way to send the remittances other than perhaps by cash. If you have to cut off mail service between the countries, you're going to cut that off as well. So I'm going to crash your economy unless you stop this problem. So you have a choice. And you make the the economics, in essence, essence, you're putting an economic gun to the Mexican president's head and said, you know, this is a deal you can't refuse. And it's unfortunate that 
we have to rely on another country to protect our own border. But, 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 but given the status of the law, given the status of federal, liberal federal judges that are serving the interests of the Democrat Party by mandating open borders and unlimited immigration, there's no other choice. And the president, the president he's the president. And he needs, to make, he needs to make this decision. He needs to stop this deluge. Because there, there was going to be, it's now more than 100,000 a month are pouring through the border. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse as everyone realizes now is your, everyone in the world, not just, not just Central America, but everyone in the world realizes this is your opportunity to get into America. And once you're here, you are never, ever, ever sent back home. No, and you're right about the world because there are uh, Ben Berquam who has uh, been going down to the border regularly at night uh, on the weekends to monitor the flow of people coming over in groups of 100 and 200. He found paperwork amongst the effects that was discarded by the people coming across the border. Plane tickets, people flying from these uh, from Guatemala, from San Salvador up to the Mexican border, up to cities like Tijuana and other cities that have airports adjacent to the border. He found paperwork of people who actually came over from Cuba. So these are people from outside the uh, our, our hemisphere that are coming into these areas in order to come up through our southern border. So it is a, a huge threat. And what shocks me, quite frankly, is that as hard as Donald Trump is saying that he's working, is that you've got an administrative state that is not complying with what it is that he wants to do. This is the big struggle that Donald Trump and his administration are having, is that there is this giant administrative state that is slow walking his policies, interfering with them, and in some cases, not even implementing them. And it's a big deal. And that's why you have... Uh, these people being sent all around the country by the Department of Homeland Security. If 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 they if if we had a federal government that followed the the uh, mandates of the executive office, things would be a lot better. Right, but you but you as the president have to take responsibility here. You have to appoint people that are going to carry out your policies. If you can't get them confirmed, you need to have people in the White House that are overseeing this and are there directing and making sure this that what is done, do this, don't do that. Robert, and, oh, go ahead. Okay, but I, and I, think this, I think this has been a weakness for him is, is he has not appointed people, by and large, always many examples, who are committed to his agenda. And that's what you need to do. Yeah, maybe you know having some wonderful degree or whatever it is. But most important thing is people that get up every morning enthusiastic about the prospect of going to work and implementing your agenda. They're enthusiastic about going to work for Donald Trump so that they can get indicted by Robert Mueller. Speaking of Robert Mueller, he made some news this week. I'm anxious to get your take on this press conference that he did on Wednesday because it's got the Democrats all hyped up about impeachment all over again. And I personally, I kind of think they I I hope they go for it. I hope they do it because I think that would help get Donald Trump elected. We'll dig into that as we continue on the Unite IE radio show after a word from our sponsor for this half hour. All Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. I got to this.
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Well, you would have to be living under a rock or disconnected to the Internet or something to avoid not seeing something about the press conference that Mueller held. It wasn't a press conference. It was just a statement. He didn't take any questions about his, his report. And it was a deliberate attempt to try to aid the Democrats in fueling impeachment. And of course, he didn't have anything new to substantively to add. And he also announced that he's not going to testify before Congress. And I think he doesn't want to testify before Congress and have to answer questions about his supposed investigation and the tactics that were used and how people were ruined and how they used more armed federal agents to arrest Roger Stone than the military sent to kill Osama bin Laden in Pakistan. That crazy. Just crazy. Well, why, why he picked all partisan Democrats the to, fir- to, to, to run the investigation. Sure. The first thing that strikes me about this uh, press statement is that Mueller chose the day that Barr would be out of town and involved in Alaska, in a conference in Alaska, and unable to immediately respond to whatever it was that he was going to say. I think timing of this event is suspect, number one. Number two, um, it's pretty clear from a couple of things that he said that, uh, you know, I want your take on this first one. He appears to give the Russians that were indicted more of a presumption of innocence than he did to Donald Trump in this statement that he made, saying, we can't say for sure he didn't do it, so we can't say he didn't do it, because there's no evidence that says that he didn't do it. How do you have evidence that says that someone didn't do a crime? Well, that, that, that is that's at least theoretically possible. <clears throat> You're accused of committing a crime at this location, yeah, but and you have 17 witnesses to show that you were somewhere else at the time. I get it for like a murder. I get it for like an incident crime. But we're talking about an ongoing uh, collusion and obstruction that wasn't a single incident. It would have been a series of incidents. Right. Now, there are two kinds of really kinds of cases. One is what happened. We've got to try to figure out what happened. This could be a criminal or a civil case. Then maybe another one where we know what happened, but the question is, is that a crime or is that a, did you commit a breach of the, did that conduct breach the contract or constitute a civil tort? So it's a question of how we characterize what happened. You can have a mix. So we, we, we deny what happened. Uh, I wasn't there, but if I was there, I didn't shoot him. 
If I did shoot him, it was self-defense. Okay. As a sort of a, a, a joke of how, how criminal defense are, uh, attorneys work. But we have with Mueller here was on this, there was never any evidence. So we never found any evidence of Trump-Russia collusion or collusion right. with anyone associated with Donald Trump. So that means for the entire two years of the investigation, there was never any evidence of that. We also know that essentially they were, they were done with the Russia part of the investigation last July, but said nothing about it and left that hanging rather than issuing, okay, we're done with the Russia investigation. There was no collusion. That, that part of the report, that could have been issued last year before the election, but that might have helped the Republicans and Donald Trump. So, of course, Mueller did not do that. So what you have, then you have the obstruction of justice. And what you have here is Mueller himself, and the, the team is all, as I said before, partisan liberal Democrats who are, they work for the Hillary Clinton campaign. His chief deputy went to Hillary Clinton's inaugural uh, election eve party, which was supposed to be the victory party, and turned into a, to a wake. And he has a documented record of, of where the courts have found, even this U.S. Supreme Court, he's engaged in prosecutorial misconduct. When he was chosen to lead the investigation. And down the line, attorneys that work for Clinton, work for the Clinton Foundation, all partisan Democrat attorneys, exactly what you would not do if you're conducting a sensitive investigation, I'm going to investigate the president of the United States. You would, not, you would think, if you, ha- if you were actually in serious about doing a fair investigation and administering justice, is you would find a team of attorneys, both Democrats, Republicans, independents, with no record of partisan political engagement. Just records, just, and no attorneys that have engaged in prosecutorial misconduct. You'd want people so that whatever you found... Most people on both sides would accept the results of that investigation. But, of course, that's not what Mueller did. Now, Dershow, now Well, I'm actually glad. I'm, on that point, I'm actually glad that he, he hired those people only because it – beyond the shadow of if, – if, if a Trump-hating Hillary-supporting attorney like Weissman couldn't find anything, it puts, it, it, it puts to bed what would have been – the left's ability to say, well, look at who you hired, nothing but partisan Republicans. Right. I mean, I would have liked to have seen a more balanced approach, but at least having having those 19 or 18 people involved. If they couldn't, if, if, they, if, they, they, couldn't, couldn't, if, if they couldn't find right. or manufacture a crime by Donald Trump, that says something. It, it, it really does. Right. So on that count, I'm glad. But let me ask you this question about that, about uh, this. Essentially, Mueller, from what I heard him say, said we couldn't find any evidence. We couldn't. What the report said was, is we can't determine whether or not the president obstructed justice. And they kicked the decision back to the attorney general. Yeah, but wait. But before we even get to that, he said, we can't find any evidence. But the fact that we couldn't find any evidence doesn't mean he didn't do it. So we can't make a determination on obstruction of justice because we couldn't find any evidence. That's like saying, well, we investigated you for beating your wife, but we didn't have a video camera on you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So during the time that we don't have evidence of your action, of what you were doing, you might have been beating your wife then. 
Well, we can't say for sure you didn't. Yeah. Let me say two points. That's one. not the point. Wait, wait. That's not the point of a pro- in, in America, right. you're innocent until proven guilty. Right. Prosecutors do, should not be going out and, and making comments about people. We, they, they've decided there's, an evi- there's not evidence to indict. That's the end of it. And that's, that right. is actually a Justice Department policy. Right. Yeah. The Dershowitz, and I agree with his analysis, is that the president cannot obstruct justice merely by exercising his constitutional authority. Now, if the president destroyed evidence, offered a bribe, took a bribe, that's a different case. But merely by firing somebody that you have the right to fire or issuing a pardon, exercising your constitutional authority, that just cannot be obstruction of justice. Because if the other result is true, then the enti- virtually the entire Obama administration in the FBI and the Department of Injustice obstructed justice by po- exonerating Hillary Clinton for political reasons. Right. So, which, and also, and there was a report, as I started to say, is that they couldn't reach a conclusion. They, as the prosecutors, could not reach a conclusion as to whether or not the president had obstructed justice. That's the end of the story, is because a prosecutor is supposed, is required to believe that the defendant beyond a reasonable doubt, committed the crime that the prosecutor is charging the defendant for. And when, the, when these band of partisans can't reach that conclusion, that means there's insufficient evidence to prove that charge. Well, this is going to be obviously going to be going on for quite some time. The Democrats, uh, this has done nothing but thrown fuel on the fire of the Democrats in determination to impeach Donald Trump. So this is the the conversation is going to continue throughout the summer. Whether they ever actually get around to doing it remains to be seen. I'm not sure they can better get a majority of Democrats to vote for impeachment because there are 31 Democrats. In and Republican, that, that, are, that are in districts Trump that states. Trump carried yep. in 2016, and they may—I I don't want this—and they may not be. Pelosi may not be able to get a majority of the House to vote to impeach. I hope she. she I hope she see. does. That's going to do it for us here on the United Inland Empire Radio Show every Saturday at 4 p.m. and probably a few other times throughout the weekend. Have a great weekend. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.